five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Poem Podcast, your premier podcast for the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I'm Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually as always by Omni at Omni Strife and Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. How are things? Yeah, things are things. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty good times, you know. Weather's finally going towards the, the, the you know, the type that I like. Which, the atmospheric uh, river kind? Yeah, exactly. That one. Uh, no, no burning forests and all that, you know, basketball seasons on game is pretty, pretty good today. Not, not many fouls, uh, were blown today. So, you know, just, just another day. God, you ruined that, that last episode. I was, I was wondering, <laughs> is this explicit? Like, do I have to flip the toggle now? Cause that joke, Hey, hey, hey don't, I don't know what's going on up in your brain, but it's a family show. And that was not a family joke. No. What do you mean? Just, I was just if, referencing. If Baby Forrest went to school and told that joke, I would be getting a letter home from the teacher. I am positive. See, she would of not this. realize it's a joke. It's just a criticism about some refs. And, and I, I don't know where you're going. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was a good joke. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, but still, still. It caught us off guard. Very, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, but uh, the Overwatch League playoffs are finally defined in both the NA as well as uh, the East. Uh, all the teams have made their way to Los Angeles. I haven't seen any news of teams deciding that they weren't going to to make the trip for reasons. All of the teams, Vancouver is there too. Uh, no, hmm. I guess I should rephrase that. All the teams that are eligible to play are there. Um, including the Toronto Defiance. Spoiler alert. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean this this season is is coming to a conclusion. One of which will happen. Well, next week, right? I mean, technically speaking, we have an episode here that we will get into a few matches, and then another episode next week where some matches will have occurred. And then the subsequent episode, it will be uh, all she has wrote. In fact, while we're recording next week, there's a good chance and a game will still be ongoing. Yes. It, uh, it's, it, I'm almost sad for the end of the season. Then I remember just how many matches are going to occur over a five-day period. And it's a lot. So there's still a lot to watch. Yeah. And uh, as well, Overwatch 2 has its first seasonal event, and uh, we'll obviously share a few thoughts there uh, and probably tell a whole lot of bad jokes near the end. But uh, why don't we uh, start pushing this payload? Moving the payload! Join me! Just to uh, get that uh, cat out of the bag, the Vancouver Titans exist. Um, They haven't been doing anything. Not that they have anything to really do. Uh, Baroy has been making uh, the interview circuit. I think Deepay as well. Um, they've been talking about uh, someone, which we've spoken about. We do speak about someone frequently. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there could be a sign there. Who knows? Um, tampering, maybe. I'm not sure. That's not for us to decide. But uh, beyond existing, uh, that's all they've been doing. The Toronto Defiant, on the other hand, the Toronto Defiant have been playing. And... They play in. 
Yeah, that was an, it was an <laughs> unintended pun, but I think I'm going to claim good. that one as my own. Yeah, that was great. Uh, as we talked about, Toronto was kicking things off against the uh, Washington Justice, and arguably, it kind of played out like all three of us had sort of envisioned-ish. I think it is just about as yeah. close to exactly as I would have predicted. Yeah. As you know, I don't know if I would have said it would be as one-sided as every single it, match was. Just did about, you predict it's going to be that way? You, we we couldn't, could we? I thought. Ah, uh, yeah, we did not have there, there weren't any. Yeah, right? Right, right, there were well, no, no there was no pickums. Like there, we couldn't. Yeah, I mean, mm, right, it was all theoretical players. picking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you scared me for a second there. Game was. <laughs> sorry about that. Like, uh, <laughs> just um, trying to collect my thoughts there. This is this is a weird one. Um, for the other two, I I, I pretty ha- I pretty much have like a, a set conclusion. This one, I, I don't really know what to think about. Washington Toronto is a weird clash of styles in a way, and and Toronto did get like the three zero, but it was kind of a what what's the opposite of of a clean three zero? I don't want to call it filthy, but <laughs> dirty three zero, dirty, yeah, sure, a wet three zero. Well, in in wet. <laughs> To use the hockey reference being Canadian, it doesn't matter how the goal goes in the net. It mm-hmm. still counts as one on the score sheet. And two out of those three was. maps were, were dirty. Two and a half, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They got the three goals they needed to, to win. I True. did notice one very you know interesting thing. Hisu has figured out that he can play Sojourn. And mm-hmm. what had me thinking about this in sort of greater detail is the answer that he provided us when we had asked, hey, mm-hmm. in the summer showdown here, you've been playing a lot of Ash. Everyone was playing Sojourn. And he had said, well, I just feel I provide a better contribution as Ash. It's just a hero I'm more comfortable with. And yet in this current meta, I mean, Ash could potentially, you know, work, but he's he is quite readily, you know, Right clicking heads. Mm. In fact, one might say he helped decay decay. Yeah. I mean, in a way, I think he's he's kind of like the, the late bloomer. Uh he was playing the Ash while everyone was playing uh the Sojourn. Now everybody plays the, the Sombra and he's playing the Sojourn. Uh but it works. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's good to see him click heads. A lot of the fights um in, in all three matches were just down to him popping off he mm-hmm. really did step up a lot of the time we we uh you know want and, and toronto kind of does go the way he su goes if he's on fire um toronto look good if if not and not so good and and um well it's not fair to say uh you know to, to just generalize in, in that way and and just say it's all about he because twilight also had a lot of good plays mm-hmm. hot but of course um, I thought finale looked. I mean, they they all looked finale, good. And yeah, but like he, the the thing that was that I and I really n- noticed this the entire stage um, was that he sued it suddenly embrace sojourn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it's I don't know mm-hmm. if it was it a whole lot of practicing. Uh, did o- Overwatch two launch and he started shooting at the ladder? Like what was Maybe. it? Because it's a different player. Um, but you're right. Lots of swag too. We had some of those plays where you remember the, the well. He, let's just start off, off of Ilios where he switches to the widow in spawn kill <laughs> and get the kill and, and goes back onto the soldier. It was kind of clean. Yeah. yeah, there was um, 
I, I feel like the Sojourn pick, because we do see a lot of teams still playing Sojourn as well. Sure. I, I feel like it's got to come down a lot to the the level of sustain that you had with the so-called Jotes meta, um, where, you know, you, yeah. had, you had the Junker Queen in the front with a Brig nearby for extra uh, armor and everything like that. Um, plus, you know, the AOE healing of Lucio. I think, mm-hmm. you know, because things are, there's so much less sustain, I think, uh, maybe it kind of allows the sojourn to work a little more. Cause I, I feel like during, during the actual, um, summer showdown finals, we did see other teams moving to the ash a little bit more. Whereas Hisu yeah. kind of, Hisu was kind of the only one in the beginning and yeah. it was a weird pick. And then as time went on, it felt like we saw more people taking advantage of Ash as well. It was kind of like they realized yeah. she could be viable because there was so much up front to take the brunt of the damage. Um, Even more in APAC, I believe. Yeah, true. True, actually, which which is a good good point because, you know, we are dealing with a all-Korean roster, right? So... Maybe, um, uh, you know, maybe some, maybe some scrims kind of forced it. I don't know if they were scrimming anyone in APAC. That would probably be a little weird time zone wise. In, in their own Discord or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Um, but yeah, so overall, I mean, this was, this was a good match with a, an expected, but, uh, like you say, a wet outcome. Yeah. And, and well, I think it's good to, to mention also Finale playing really well. Mm-hmm. Crazy harass, always. Always in the back lines, always you know harassing the the, the healers, and it, maybe uh, Ilios was was this well, especially was a very clean win for Toronto. But Paraiso, I think, is the one that um, well, yeah, dirtier. things started get 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 loose. <laughs> yeah, but then you know Washington went with that uh, pincer strat where you go into a small room yeah. and, uh, you know, finale is like, Oh, thank you. Slice, slice. Yeah. Um, but just on the, on to talk about finale on well, like there was a moment where he had absolutely no health and decides that, yeah, I'm going to go and engage this Baptiste. Who's got his window open. Oh, he throws down his lamp. I don't care. I'm just going to bounce around <laughs> on high ground. Right? right. I think. And I don't know if, if Krillin intended to get, away from him like he he it almost like i it's hard to tell but i kind of feel like he used lamp as the escape it's as if he was intimidated but the moment he gave up high ground um in fact i'm just sort of fast forward i got to this point here yeah he goes through and he drops krillin and uh he doesn't uh completely get opener but still it's just he was he does enough yeah i mean he does enough but it was it was this aggressive foot forward or, you know, like everything that we have said, this is what Toronto needs to do to win. And they were doing it. Um, yeah. And then the aggressive, yeah, we're going to go and hang out on the bridge in front of your spawn with the sight line. Um, so I, we saw a lot of that against Washington and my worry was, Oh, what about like, you know, playoff decay? Mm-hmm. It didn't no. really feel Washington to me got nothing. that, that, throughout this entire match that decay had much of an impact if anything i would suggest it was assassin that was trying to uh to deadlift but even then mm-hmm. you know the, there wasn't there wasn't a moment where what we would have expected washington to be able to do that they could if if you ask me uh sort of a a i don't know dissection of washington if you will um I think their story this season was kind of, you know, a lot of people uh, 
feeling like they were underperforming, even though, you know, for all intents and purposes, if you look at their roster and you look what they were probably spending and that kind of thing, it wasn't like they had the highest table team. Um, but then we obviously had, uh, or they had a bit of their own, whatever schism or whatever you want to call it, or their own reckoning where, you know, uh, staff members and team members were sold off and, you know, let go from the org and everything like that. Bob from finance in player six. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, because of that, I think everyone thought, oh, this is the end. They're going to be a bottom team now. And they came out right after that, like immediately after that and had some gumption and won a couple of games and looked really impressive. And I almost think it was like this case of their expectations were way up here for no apparent reason. Then they dropped when that happened. Then all of a sudden they had some success. So people thought, oh my God, they're actually quite good. But really they just had a little bit of success. And, you know, other than that, they were pretty well a mid table team the whole season. Um, and I, I think that, you yeah. know, the expectations of seeing playoff decay and everything, like, yeah, we've seen that in past seasons, but I mean, I don't think his season this year was anywhere near as good as it has been in previous seasons. Um, and and mm-hmm. ultimately, I mean, that's what we saw here, right? Mm-hmm. I think we it was clear we saw the better team win. Yeah, and that's the point. Washington, with all my, my you know, uh, well, I wouldn't say love, but I, I kind of like that team. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're not on par with, with Toronto. And, you know, had Vancouver not started that poorly in first stage, they're about the same level, I'd say. Like a t- really? Uh, like like so, is, so like end of season way. Vancouver, end of season Washington? Sa- yeah, same yeah, about the same. Okay. I would even get give uh, Vancouver a little bit of the edge because they have more compatibility, I think, with the recent metas. Um, and, and Toronto, they didn't really, you know, every, every map – Paraiso, Dorado was kind of the same. They looked really in dire situations all the time, behind on time bank, behind yeah. on, on on old economy. They played really messy, mm-hmm. and they could mess around because yeah, because Washington wasn't as good. They're like you mm-hmm. know, it, I'm I'm bringing up a little bit of the game they had against Florida, but uh, Toronto is one of those teams. Maybe they lack a little bit of discipline and, and, yeah. and, you know, their coaching or management, whatever they do, it seems like they just, you know, come up without preparation to play. And, you know, like that kid who's, who's not, you know, doing his homework. And if the test is not hard enough, <laughs> well, they, 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 they're fine. Yeah. But if still... they come up against a better, uh, you know, opponent, they get punched in the teeth and, mm-hmm. and, Washington is not on that level to, to do that, and and somehow things happen. Right, they have Hisu, they have Hotba, they have good players. They have uh, uh, obviously, uh, um, what what who did they want to bring up uh, as well? Oh, Twilight. I was just going to sure. say. I mean, I'm with his crazy, you know, nades and sleeps yeah. on the tracer that he had multiple times. I just watched the um, end of their push on tw- on on Twilight on Parisio. And yeah, it, it's Twilight on on Diana at the very right. end that clutches it up for them. He is at a distance. He is getting shots. He throws a nade. He gets asleep. Like he's he's killing it, and that's why they complete the map, right? And, and yes, and and I'd say they even are maybe a little bit overconfident or about well, their their level. And we'll talk a little bit about the C nine uh, <laughs> chat uh, chat uh, messages that they send. Unfortunately, at the end of uh, you know next 
matches. Well, I'm bringing yeah. up a match that's going to happen <laughs> soon, but but I don't think we need to talk much more about Washington. They're no, just not good I, enough to to compete. I think. Yeah, I think the only thing I would add is like if if you if you watch like Parisa right now, like was Toronto really ever in doubt on their attack? No, but they would make mistakes. No. But for some reason or other, Washington wasn't able to coordinate and stop that payload from moving. Uh, Toronto was getting so much free real estate and the mistakes that they were making cost them very little. Mm -hmm. I guess I I think Alex kind of nailed it on the head there when he, he was saying like, if their coaching staff or something was able to say, look guys, tighten the screws here, here and here. And you're going to be a top team. You know, like that, yeah. that's all it would take. Right. It, it almost is like it takes, you know, nothing against uh, uh Moby Dick or something like that. But if we look at coaches who have sort of a history of doing that, what would Krusty do with this team? You know, what would, what would, I, I don't even know who else moved. Even Dipe. What would Dipe do with this team? That's a great, great idea. Right. Player. And, and, and again, it might not be Moby Dick's fault. Maybe no, some absolutely. players, I'm, I'm assuming here, like, grossly assuming maybe some of the players are not very yeah. coachable I, yeah, I don't know true, yeah. true. I, but i feel like there is an issue there yeah. yeah which sort of comes to bear when they play a better team against you know the florida mayhem um yeah. i the florida mayhem were a different team in the summer showdown and then i don't know if it was what rupaul finally catches up to them or, or whatever it happens to be. But it's as if they, they flipped a switch. And mm-hmm. since that point, they, they look scary. Like this is, and the, that's, this is the team that I don't like uh, in the playoffs. I'm like, do I really want to play that team? Yeah. And uh, that's exactly, well, not exactly my point, but, but from, from before, before we actually go to the maps and, and what you, you said here, I want to ask you guys question. Uh, a question that that relates to to my rant here. Do you think Florida has better talent than Toronto? Hmm. Or? Than Toronto? No, yeah. I don't think they do. Hmm. But I w- would argue their pieces seem to make a better equation. They got that gunba juice, right? And that's exactly my point. Like, so frustrating, so yeah. frustrating. Yeah, I think um, I think pound for pound, you look at the roster, you compare these players, you know, one for one, and. You probably give the edge to Toronto on almost every player. Maybe right. checkpoint edges out a finale. Um, and I mean, if you look at this performance only, sure, then yeah, sure. Hydron was better than Hisu. But, you know, historically, I think most people would pick almost every player on Toronto over the Florida players. Maybe they try harder. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Oasis? Well, yeah, that, that was the first one. It was. And it was. I mean, it went, it was back and forth. Like yes. it, it yeah. was both, both, both teams um, were showing that they'd come to play. If you were to gauge this match based on this one map, I don't think it would be unfair to say, I could see this one going five. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. There, there, there had to be like crazy plays. This is where I think twilight had the nano on, uh, sorry, the, the sleep on Hydron at the end. Yeah, I during just OT, he, he kills him. <laughs> he nanos finale. Yeah, he just wins them the match here on, on City Center, and then University, Florida adjust. They do the, the very girthy Ryan May comp, and this is where it gets really back and forth, back mm-hmm. and forth, super hectic. Um, 
they hold off, they win, and then you you can see Twilight posts the C9 in chat, which is kind of cheeky. And and mm-hmm. everybody, you know what made, what made me laugh about this C9 comment from from Twilight? Everybody on on Toronto kind of giggles and smiles when they show the post match face cams. Twilight's like dead serious. <laughs> I scold. I don't recall ever seeing Twilight smile. Exactly. Like I mean, we've we've smiled. been in the same room in this guy as this guy, and I don't think we we saw him smile. <laughs> so I mean, it's possible. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that Florida I felt did really well, and this is even you know on Oasis, was that when Toronto were to make a mistake, they'd capitalize. But what they couldn't do was adjust their composition in a way that allowed for them to hold the point in a subsequent team fight. Toronto would take it back. And in Florida, they they were grinding away um, more time, I guess. I mean, to me, it just felt like every time Toronto got a point, that was like 15, 20%. Florida Mm. would get it. They'd maybe get 10. Mm. Sure. Right? Like, it, it... but, you know, here, I'm just watching right now, and you've got, you know, Finale popping a blade. It gets absolutely no value. The only alt that got used in this, in the lead-up, was Animo, and then Florida goes and for whatever reason, pops everything, it seems, mm-hmm. um, to win the, the fight. But, you know, that was where, if anything, that was a mistake on their part because they've now over-invested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this round was, was interesting. Um like like you say, it was just it was a battle of back and forth. Um, Florida does take a pretty decent lead at one point, but then Toronto was able to come back. But I couldn't really tell you, you know, any stellar plays. I mean, Hotba thrown out grabs and you know not really getting a ton of value or you know maybe turning the tide. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it it really felt like. Well, like you say, this this could have gone five. Felt like these were the two top teams of these four teams in the play-ins for a reason. Yeah. Um, and it really felt like they were quite evenly matched at this point. When this round ended and Toronto, you know, Toronto took uh, took Oasis overall, um, it really felt like, okay, this is why these two teams are, are in the play-ins. And these mm-hmm. are probably going to be the two teams that make it into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we go into Eichenwald where now we have... Amir and uh, you know Toronto spends an hour trying to take that point like I think they had memory serves me correct like 20 30 seconds when they finally got the payload cap mm-hmm. and it's not to suggest that they couldn't have found a way to win but Florida just played like a brutal war of attrition, like every inch that Toronto wanted to take with the payload, Florida made them invest in alts, um, and create a significant stagger. Um, like, you know, it, it felt to me that Toronto's game plan was finally being challenged by another team that was almost able to return the favor. Now here's a thought. And we've talked about this, I think, in the past couple episodes, actually. As the Countdown Cup qualifiers have wound down and come to an end and we've gone to play-ins and everything, we've talked about teams preparing specifically for one team or another. 
Is it possible that both of these teams basically said, look, I'm confident we can beat Boston. I'm confident we can beat Washington. Perhaps Florida said, we're going to prepare to whoop Toronto. And Toronto said, eh. Well, then who would Toronto prepare for? Boston? But that's what I mean. Maybe they maybe they didn't, you know, I'm sure they still scrimmed and they still prepared. But maybe they didn't worry too much about any specific opponent because they were confident enough to say, mm-hmm. look, even if we drop to the losers, we're going to win through the losers. Yeah. Right? Because, again, I really thought it was clear that it was going to be Florida and Toronto coming out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately for Boston and Washington, the there, I think there was a clear tier gap between where those teams sat and where sure. these teams sit. Now, is there a tier gap between Toronto and Florida? After watching this match, maybe. Well, um, I th- no, uh, I would say you know, this like, match tells the you part. there is. Yeah. But it's, it's a different, like it's a different, it's not a different team, mm-hmm. but it's playing like a different team. Well, and, to know. me, yeah, that, that's the point. They, there's a different focus. Like, yeah. From that push from Toronto when they even got the the barely the first point cap, checkmate comes in and kills two like for out of nowhere or like when they go out and and whiff a grab for no reason you know and and somehow finale and Twilight still hold it. Yeah. Eh, weird weird like mess all of all around and I just wanted to mention also on this on this mirror comp when they play the Lucio Bap. We can go back all the way to, to 2019. Twilight, well, he's not a, like a good, well, he's not like a bad Baptiste. Uh, he's not that God carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's not a God carry pick for him like Anana, where you can just yeah. will his team to victory. And also, while not being a, a God Bap, I'm not. I'm not saying that RuPaul is some some or maybe even <laughs> better than than Twilight on on uh, uh, on Bap. I do think he's better on. Bap than than on Anna, so so that gap is much smaller. Mm-hmm. And add to that how much more you know uh, disciplined they looked. Uh, I, I wasn't surprised to see that on defense, Toronto were just pushed away, and yeah. and the card got you know got there rolling quickly. out early. They had over three and a half minutes, and you know the car is already. Next to the winning marker, and and I think Finale and and Chirong, they're pushed off of cart. Three of them are there, and Animo with the revenge C nine in chat, just the, like <laughs> a, a millisecond before the screen cuts. I paused it and I saw he wrote to them C nine in chat. So <laughs> thing thing was on, and then you know these teams played recently, and and I think there is a, a bit of an anim- animosity in, in there, and uh, yeah. un- unfortunately for us. You know, uh, Toronto ended up losing on both occasions, but I'm all for that. You know, rivalry between yeah. the two teams. Yeah, yeah. Like on the the they had just over five minutes when the payload started to move, um, and they had uh, like point whatever with three and a half minutes left. Like the payload, once it started moving, didn't stop moving. But one thing that I did notice was you started to see checkmate almost uh, forego the front line that Toronto was providing playing true on dive. And I don't know how they were able to heal him. Like you had in this particular fight, you have checkmate taking on twilight in, in the back line 
and RuPaul's still able to get heels off on him. Yeah. And once Twilight dropped, uh, Hot Boss soon followed, and then that was that. That was that was the point capture. But the fact that RuPaul is able to heal at that distance with a you know, hero like Bap, I actually would give him a nod over Twilight in that regard. I think Twilight mm. might be the better DPS Baptiste. Sure. But one of the things that Twilight is good at with Anna is, you know, essentially that straight line shot. I mean, yeah. it's just timing. Your sleep timing. Yeah. Your your heel still just timing. And so I, I feel that that's where we started to see that that advantage shift. But it was it was so dominant. Yeah. I actually just because you pointed it out, um that's one thing I'm really enjoying about this meta is the return of of BAP. Um when he first came out, I mean, it seemed unfair because uh you know, every new hero that comes out is generally speaking pretty OP. Mm-hmm. Um and of course that was back during the days of uh, you know, the competitive Vancouver Titans versus San Francisco Shock. But uh I've really enjoyed seeing him come out more uh this this stage. Um I'm actually enjoying playing him quite a bit as well. Uh but I think the Lucio Bap is is a lot of fun to watch. Um because Bap is, you know, one of those skill characters where he's got a very wide kit um and it's not all the same right like that's the thing about anna is you know both her heal and her damage shot are the same right mm-hmm. um point and click kind of thing not that it's easy but uh whereas whereas bap has that element of he's got the the burst fire uh for dps but then the sort of lobbed grenade as his heal which i i just mm. i find it really fun to watch um so yeah. and yeah rupaul Definitely edging out Twilight there in most I'm, cases. I'm trying to to navigate uh, through the stats lab. Oh, kind of UI. Yes, leaves much to be desired. I wanted to check out uh, stats for if, Twilight. If only it was available to start of the season and you could have had some practice <laughs> using it. Yeah, that's true. I used it maybe once. Wait. I mean, I, we, I could find Flayda uh, deadlifts uh, easy enough. <laughs> we we talked about this on the last episode, but thanks for the stats lab at this point. Like, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to say I'm not happy that it's av- available. It's just I don't understand why it takes so long. Yeah. And if it's like, well, you know, new engine, new game, new coding, or access to the information wasn't available until it was in production. Okay. Hey, what? What what happened to our our AI bot friend, the IBM guy? What was his name? Watson. Watson. Yeah. What happened to him? Uh, I'm gonna guess that Watson <laughs> probably did what many of the other sponsors uh, oh, did. Of course. Watson said, He's "Like I don't want anything to do with this." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even I can tell this is a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> but you know back to the match Sorry. here on on uh, circuit royale like toronto just like how long did it take for them to actually get out of spawn no, like, it was a while That's like i know true. i know they were able to move the payload a little bit i think they got the payload just around the corner and 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 they kind of matched it on defense but still mm-hmm. they started to like it it seemed like they were matching and we might have one of those oh wow we thought toronto had a bad push but guess what their defense is going to be great Seemed like it might be one of those for a hot minute, but then no, it was just, just wasn't. Yeah, the difference is I think between attack and de- and defense. Like while it was similar at the start, their 
inability to climb those darn uphill uh, uh, roads. Hey, chicane. It cardio, man. You just gotta, you gotta really yeah. work it. True. And 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 Hadba played. He tried, um, but but <laughs> he did play and try. <laughs> he tried. Here's your ribbon. He, he didn't walk out of spawn. He you know, <laughs> he got some some damage in. Yeah. But ultimately, when when they came to the same conclusion, well, I mean, uh, Florida did when Toronto was on defense because everything was pretty similar. Uh, they both teams capped the first uh, checkpoint with one minute uh, remaining in their time bank, and then got the extension. Mm-hmm. But when Florida did it, somehow they quickly, you know, ascended the the high ground and ensured an easier easier climb. Well, and there was a point there where Hisu again did his, his thing and he popped off and he, he got a lot of damage in, but he was playing away from his team who were all, well, not all, but but a big chunk of them got grabbed. Hmm. And unfortunately, thus was the result. 2-2-1 yeah. two, two, at this point, I think, right? Yeah, 2-1. Two, two, and, you know, the... This is where I feel that the the Toronto Defiant they they obviously came in with a plan, um, but it felt to me as if the coordination, like the execution, was there. Um, whether like so, you know, I'm just sort of rewatching here. Hisu obviously opposite side trying to um, find that opportunity for a dash kill. I presume um, more plain poke and everything like that, but doesn't react quick enough and then proceeds to put himself into a bad position. Um, Chorong tries to go and help. And next thing you know, they're gone. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And here's the, here's the grav um, moment you were talking about. So it, I, I, I back to Jordan, you talking about, you know, a team preparing for another, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe Toronto took, Washington and Florida as as equals. I mean, I, I if I'm Florida, I don't take Boston lightly. I mean, not not for any reason other than they seem to have figured things out in the meta as it mm-hmm. existed, right? But then when we look at the teams that that played well, Florida tier above, Toronto tier below, Boston tier ish below that, and Washington two tiers below maybe Boston. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah. I agree. But uh, we get on a, to Coliseo, and uh, yeah, things don't go so hot here on Coliseo. <laughs> and I, I, I hearken back to how, you know, Toronto used to be the team that would go and get the lead, mm-hmm. and now I, something changed over the course of of the stage. Maybe it's meta. How many times did we see Toronto have to be the team that fights back and tries to get the lead in overtime? Yeah, this was kind of what you were talking about, the back and forth in favor of Toronto on control. It was the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. It was Florida gets 10 meters, Toronto gets five. Florida gets another five. Toronto maybe does get five, but that's only putting them at 10, and Florida's now at 15, right? So. That's right. I forget who they played maybe a week or two ago um, where they played Coliseo and they really managed to control it and they did pull off the 
Oh, it was Houston. It was their win oh, against Houston. Houston. Yeah. yeah. Where they pulled off the, okay, Houston has a huge lead. And then they just ate well, away at it slowly, right. slowly, slowly, slowly. And when we went on to Coliseo, I was like, they can't do it twice. There's and no And they way. almost <laughs> did it against Vancouver and, in um, yeah. New Queen Street, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, different maps, but still. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, and I mean, there was a point actually on Coliseo, if I recall, where Toronto is outright spawn camping. Hotba grabs like the corner outside of spawn doesn't get any value. Um, I believe Chorong invested a beat doesn't get any value. And the only thing that Florida, I want to say invested was uh, a nano or not a nano blade, just a blade. Mm. And again, it's, these are mistakes that you can't make against a, a decent team. Like there's no reason why you who have the advantage mm-hmm. are playing so aggressive. You're trying to, you know, camp outside of spawn and invest alts and get no value. Like, wasted alt, and oh, guess what? Stagger. Oh, and if you lose this fight, which you probably will now, that bot's resetting. You're going to go and have another fight inside of the, well, the Coliseum walls, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is, is that, like, that's the Coliseum. We don't get to see the fights that are going on inside, right? I would I would say you're correct. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of it's like, you know, Gladiator is, you know, Maximus inside. <laughs> Could be. They had some uh, actual names, I believe, uh, of, of yeah. the gladiators, Omnic gladiators who were fighting. I am not that invested into the lore to remember. There's one in particular that people think might be a hero in the future. He looks like a very generic gladiator with a sword, though, so I'm kind of like, eh. I think eh. they would have put a little more effort into the design if they had plans for that. But Yeah. Yep. But uh, anyhow... Toronto loses to Florida, which means they have to find their way into the playoffs by going through the loser bracket, which I think the three of us had said, if they were to win their first match, Toronto's going through. The worry was if they lost the first one. Mm-hmm. And so that brings us up to uh, their match against the Boston Uprising. And uh, oh. <laughs> was it a fair fight? No, it, it was actually... Quite a massacre, especially yeah. for first map. I, I I wanted to call, you know, I, I think Boston at that point dialed nine one one and told them about a, a hot bomb on their roof killing all their <laughs> friends. Uh, it was uh, painful to see. It was uh, it was actually funny watching watching these matches because there were so many three O's this weekend. Like literally, the only one that wasn't was, was the, Florida Toronto. Exactly, was the Every other match was a three O and. Watching them was very much like, are they setting a new record here for for fastest match or for fastest round or go for home. fastest whatever? <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah, I mean that was definitely the case here. Was just like, <clears throat> and and I'm pretty sure on the cast a number of times it was said that oh this is actually the fifth fastest or the sixth fastest and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, which is impressive if you consider you know different game five v five instead of six v six things like that. So. Yeah, I- Toronto looked looked good. Um, I think Ruins was like a no cap for Boston at all, and I mean no cap for no capture, not like <laughs> you know, not like no cap. But uh, was Lighthouse both. was a uh, yeah, Lighthouse was a little bit closer. They they did get some caps, but again, Toronto they were very sloppy. But never felt in danger, mm-hmm. you know, these stomps where you can do whatever the hell you want and somehow you end up with a win, even when they get a pick or two, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the most of the Toronto Boston fight on ruins was in the Parthenon. Like, 
right yeah. in front of Boston spawn. Like I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anyone actually got past that point. <laughs> and well, we, we at least got to hear a Parthenon. So that, that's good. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, when we get into, to lighthouse, uh, it's, it's not as well designed for that real aggressive hold. And mm-hmm. hence why I think it allowed for Boston to get closer to the, uh, the point and therefore, you know, get a percentage or two. Yeah. In fact, like how much did they get in total? Uh, let's see here. Boston, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, they, I mean. It came close. It yeah, did it was come like, close. Yeah, 90. Um, close to 90%. And then yeah, Toronto won it. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At, at the very end there, Punk has a, has a decent play with a grab and, and he gets a, a pick or two. And it seems like maybe they'll turn it, but at that point, um, Toronto does their thing, and, and it's just over. It just ends, you know. Boston didn't have much, and and then we went to Eichenwald, where, again, I mean, you know, it's it's that kind of thing where it's like Toronto, I think had more confidence they could win this even if they made mistakes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas if they felt that way against Florida, they quickly learned that that wasn't necessarily going to be the case. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, the fact, uh, yeah, I, I get, yeah, go I was going to say the fact that Boston and Eichenwald just to try to get to the, the first point needed a Victoria blade just to get in through the door. It wasn't he, Victoria got like no kills. It was simply a backup blade to allow <laughs> us, to yeah. allow us to come through the bridge. Blade. It was a spacing blade. Spacing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like how, you know, Cassidy's alts just for space. Yeah, I mean, theory. it worked, but you have, if you're Boston, you've got a minute left when you finally get the cap, which, okay. In the grand scheme of things, isn't horrible, but you had to invest a blade to get through the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if, I mean, I don't recall, they must cap after that, right? Yeah, they did. I mean, essentially he enters with the blade and that's what the, the problem was is for Boston. Boston couldn't get through that first initial archway, right? right. That choke Toronto yeah. had that, mm-hmm. they owned that. And when the blade occurred, Toronto backed off. I genuinely wonder if, if they Tor- pushed, if, if, if Toronto, instead of backing off, which is the, the smart and prudent choice, says bring it and actually engages yeah you know hot with his bubble usage could potentially negate the blade yeah yeah right like there's because because what happens well you know they instead of going for the high ground that we saw sort of what florida did to toronto boston sees the the gate open up they're like oh where's toronto and next thing you know toronto's coming through the door and saying yeah we want to go and see what your spawn looks like you want to come mm-hmm what what you're bringing uh, up here, like this potential uh, not falling back, is exactly what they did on attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they you know they they pushed the well. I don't think there's much that we need to say about about their super aggressive push into first. <laughs> uh, but then before the card goes on to bridge, there's I think there's a point. I don't remember who was was picked. Uh, maybe even two players. I'm not sure, but that was a point where you think, okay, let's slow down. They had five minutes to to get the dub, all right, to to get out of the the just just through the second phase after they get the, the point. And you you think, okay, this is where they reset, they recuperate, and then they come back and, and win it. And just like you said about what they were maybe should have done on defense, they don't reset. Mm-hmm. The Hadba just melts everyone, yeah. and <laughs> and that's in Toronto we like to see, nice. right? 
Like, I think that's, that was a lot of how they, they managed to have success in the summer showdown, granted. Again. Yes, but, but at this point, I don't know, maybe it's the meta or what. Yeah. Uh, they can't do that against oh, a no. team that's not, not like a tier or two below them. Absolutely. No, I, I think if they try that against most of the teams in playoffs, they're going to get punished for it, right? They need to have that, that control and that, uh, wherewithal to, drop back group up instead of of you know trying to force it i think in most situations yeah i'm just actually looking at the clock here so toronto is out of spawn and already on the point before 45 seconds yeah and they have they have the first tick they have the first tick before a minute yeah, and and they like, do exactly what we're talking about, right? They yeah. essentially finale goes in with the Genji just like Boston did, but he does oh, it he right just, away. He does it yeah. right away. He just makes a beeline for the back, loops around, and gets that uh, health pack that's sort of in the tunnel outside of their spawn, um, and that is enough of a almost a distraction to allow the rest of the team to come in, right? Um, and they come in and they bully their way onto the point. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, he 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 goes to the back, and you know, Punk goes after him. So yeah. now you don't have to worry about main tank. Punk wasn't mm-hmm. char- charged, so really he's not going to deal a whole lot of damage yeah. to a to a moving target like Genji. And Genji um, can get away so easily too with the dash, right? That's actually one of the one of the impressive things about that play in Finale's work is his uh, his cooldown management, right? Um, is his cycling of those abilities because he he's playing defensively to get across the point. He's not trying to cap it. He's literally just being a distraction so the rest of the team can make their way in, mm-hmm. which at my levels of play does not happen. You see the Genji walk under the bridge and just die. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I mean, it, it was over the moment that, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of funny. I, it felt to me as if it was bait. So Boston goes and drops the window. Toronto uses the payload sort of for cover. But then um, I think it was. Uh, Hisu that went up onto the bridge to have a higher sight line and it left uh, Hotba sort of on his own. Boston goes in like on mass. I think it was, uh, I want to say Faith, Punk, and maybe Victoria. I can't remember. And uh, ultimately, what happens? Well, Hotba's like, I got this, this grab. You might want to say hello to it. He drops the grab, lamp goes up. Uh, meanwhile, he, hello to my little grab. He just bubbles himself and starts, you know, blasting the ground. And uh, Finale comes in and cleans up. At which point, Boston went from having a eh, pretty good hold condition to a well, this one's over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't over yet, but just looking at the face cams here, Toronto looks like I don't know if you compare to them to the, how they sort of looked against Washington. They're all business here, whereas like Boston is. Yeah, Punk, he's got his arm up above his head. Um, Faith is slouched so far down in his chair. <laughs> like you can tell Boston has, has essentially been broken at this point. Uh, yeah. Sorry for going back to the previous game, but have you seen someone's face after? <laughs> oh, yeah. When, after, when at the went, end, that no. was funny. Someone was like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> Almost ate the webcam. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, that brings us to Circuit Royale, and, you know... Oh, there was another map. They shouldn't have just stopped it here. <laughs> well, unlike unlike Florida, where Toronto 
um, you know, couldn't get out of spawn. Toronto got out of spawn. Uh, in fact, I, I thought Boston in the early going actually, cause they had, they attacked first. I thought Boston and like, okay, knowing that this is it, we got to leave everything on the table here. They did quite well on yeah. their attack phase. Um, I, I want to say, did they get it to the They don't doors? get it to the second checkpoint, but they get it just about there. Yeah. Like it's, they, yeah. they had a pretty decent push up through the chicane up to that sort of fueling station, uh, for the, for the, the carts there. Um, it wasn't horrible. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was pretty decent and they deal with a pretty good size time bank to push their way back up. Uh, but you know, at that yeah. point, Toronto's playing in the advantageous, uh, yeah. high ground. So at this point, Toronto is not just the kid who didn't study for the exam. At that point, they're like browsing on Instagram while, while filling well, out the, the form. It, but it almost felt to me like Boston saw what Florida had done to Toronto with the spawn camp and said, yeah, if they can do it, so can we, they couldn't like by the time yeah. that that team kill or had occurred, Toronto essentially had the payload to that first corner before yeah. Boston was able to be in a position to re-engage and making matters worse. Um, while all the economy was, was very similar, uh, they immediately lost, uh, the, the fight. I mean, despite getting the first pick. So, yeah. Yeah, and Hadba um, on Toronto's defense and Inhisu on, on their offense were really, you know, yeah. just clicking on all cylinders and just doing whatever the hell they wanted. Yeah. One thing I'm really <coughs> finding about this meta uh, with, with so much Zarya and everything is that I, I'm so used to the days where a Zarya grav sort of meant total annihilation that every time a grav goes out, I'm expecting almost a team wipe and it really seems like that's not the case anymore even for it doesn't matter if you're the winning or the losing team like what re-watching this and everything like that uh it really feels like there are there's a it's pretty frequent that a grav comes out and yeah the team gets stuck in it and sure you know you pile on to them but it doesn't always result in just a complete team wipe you know maybe you get a pick maybe you get two if you're lucky kind of thing but it's yeah. pretty frequent that it stalls it out or it allows you to, you know, turn the tide, but it's not or just that get, get end all rid end. of the, or just get rid of the, you know, sound barrier. Exactly, for, for exactly. Assault, whether it's uh, sojourn or, yeah. or blade, totally. Yeah, and that's the end. Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> Toronto wins. Toronto's through. So what does that mean? Well, the Toronto Defiant to have the pleasure of playing Houston Outlaws again. Yeah, uh, they get things underway on Sunday, October 30th at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. So for those of you out east, it is going to be a late night. Uh, <laughs> if you don't want to stay up late and you can avoid spoilers, um, it's sort of early afternoon Eastern on Halloween that you'd be able to watch the encore. But on paper, Houston, better team. Yes, but there's one yes, but, but for me here. And and let me check my I, I I'm already gonna bring the uh you know the my, my selection. I did pick Toronto to beat Houston. And the reason why well it's a three two, it's gonna be close, it's gonna be a hard fought battle, but looking at what you know what what we hear from the uh, beyond the grapevine is that the, the meta is monkey, uh Kiriko and Lucio. And here I see a big advantage for Toronto because of that. 
had it been the same, I don't know, um, same matter as right now, I wouldn't be as confident. Uh, I'm not confident in it <laughs> as it is, but I think they have a slight edge mm-hmm. over Houston. Do you think we see Muse on Winston? Uh, probably. Because traditionally he's been there Winston, but we haven't seen him for a while because... He's decent. We'll oh, see yeah. how much uh, switching there'll be. Yeah. I, I'm definitely hyped, though, for, for Twilight, Kiriko, and um, Chorong on, on the Lucio. You think we're uh, going to see Twilight, Kiriko? Okay, okay. I'm, I'm excited. So. I'm excited. So. I want to see it, too. I think so. Yeah. Exciting those, stuff. Those, those knives, they're going to be popping that, uh, was it, what is it, like, not triple damage on the head, but. I think is it's it triple? I think it's two times multiplier each time it hits or something yeah. like that. So the first one, you hit the second, it's twice as much. You hit the third, it's twice as much. Yeah, it. I I have learned far too many times that she can delete you. <laughs> I think it's actually like a 1.75, but I'm not oh, sure. Is it? Oh. I mean, regardless, yeah. though, in the hands of a professional, it it's... Yeah. She is... Trust me, I'm a professional. She's a handful. Um, so yeah. uh, I had a 3-2 for Toronto, um, but that's just because I'm a homer. I have a 3-1. That's true. That's true. You have a three-one for Toronto. I have a three-one, and it's wow, mostly yeah. because of the history. Where in recent history, Toronto's beaten Houston. Mm. Um, yeah, I have a feeling my pickums are probably the outlier here. I don't have Toronto going all the way this time, but no. uh, I have some some interesting picks. All right. Well, seeing as Toronto is going to win, and all three of us have them uh, getting through, who picks them? Or I guess the better answer, who doesn't pick them? Because this is, this is the thing that, that gets kind of funky, yeah. is that the winners of each of those matches is then going to be picked by any of, well, the four remaining teams. Obviously, yeah. uh, team number four doesn't oh. get to choose. And that's the um. fuel, the dynasty, the shock, and the gladiators. And I guess that sort of plays into who you having have coming through. So, like for me, the four teams I have are London, Shanghai, Florida, and Toronto. It's exactly the same as me. That's who I have as well. I had Philly beat London. Ooh. Okay. My, I mean, I, I could see that. I I could see that. I, I could. Just, sure. Yeah. I think I when I just to clarify, doing the pickums, it's not like let's say Dallas go through. It's not like they can pick just anyone right there's like the two brackets above and the two brackets below no 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 no. so they can pick whoever yeah it's it's, in that round so what's going to happen there is Mm. you know the team with the best record picks first it is it is a pick so that begs the question what's the order they pick in because i think i figured out the order last night and i don't think it's the order they're listed in am i correct or incorrect that's odd. I okay. I believe it. it it's fuel shock. I think it, this is what we see in the standings: fuel shock, glads, outlaws. You mean? Or sorry, fuel? No, fuel shock. Oh crap! Soul. That's right. Soul. Drag, oh. Glad. Fuel. fuel shock. Soul. Glads are. It would be the actual yeah, standings fuel, if you amalgamated the two. Yeah, fuel shock. Soul glads. There is a so when when I was quick. doing my picks, I did it. Fuel selects. Dynasty first. is the fourth. Are they? Dynasty is the fourth. I thought Glad's yeah. were fourth. Fuel, Shock, Glad's, Dynasty. 
So Glad's have 25 points. Soul has 25 points. Glad has 35 map diff. And Soul has 38. So it wouldn't... It doesn't matter. That's well, that's the seating that they have. Uh, and international tiebreakers, whatever those are. Mm. Where where do you see that? I'm just on, curious. If you go to the main page of the Overwatch League, oh. like you, you should, the first... Uh, okay, so, they have so okay. Who do the fuel pick? Toronto. I had... Hmm. I have them picking I have Toronto. them. I have them picking Philly. Okay, see, I, I, I had them picking London. So, I mean, London, Philly, and Jordan, you have Toronto playing the fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I actually had Toronto uh, get picked by the shock. Me as well. Mm, interesting. And that, unfortunately, doesn't go well for Toronto. So, who, so take a step back. Who do you guys think are the two weakest teams in these playoffs? I guess who's the weakest and who would be only slightly better? Uh, to, well, okay. I mean, the weakest would be you would one would argue all oh, any of the teams that just lost in winners round one. Sure. Um, for me, it, it's like Hong Xiao and. Uh, <laughs> I see how much suffering he is going through, uh, answering that. And uh, and Philly. I'd say. Oh, go uh, in the first round, or are we like because this is, this is it's difficult the way the structure. I know is. you're right. You're right because I guess my question would be who's the weakest out of the four advancing in the winners round? So uh, Toronto, yeah, I'd Toronto. say Toronto, London for me. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't pick Shanghai, and I don't think I would go and pick. I mean, Florida, Atlanta. Yeah, I, I, I like. I agree. I th- and that's outside of whoever we have on, on the winners round one, uh, I'd say Philly, London, and Toronto in that order from the sorry, London the weakest, then Philly, and then Toronto. Really? Because I think it's Toronto, unfortunately. Although I think Toronto mm. can can pull something out of their their behinds. I think I think that Dallas shocks Soul Glads. I think any one of them is going to pick Toronto if uh, if if they were the first pick, right? Which, you know, obviously we know who is. But mm. I think any one of them pick Toronto. Um, I think London has proven throughout the season that they are a wild card, that they can, you know, they might not be the best, but if they come out with something surprising, they can make it work. Um, I think Florida is seemingly on a bit of a hot streak. And if, if they were to win over Atlanta, I think they look scary. If Atlanta wins over Florida, I think it proves that Atlanta is, you know, deserving to be there. Uh, I don't have Atlanta winning, but um, I, (laughs) and I think that leaves Toronto, right? I have a technical issue with my bracket. Now I see what happened when I, well, and it's already saved. So I can't do anything about it. When I did uh, my pickums. I did, let's say, winners round one above, like Philly versus London, mm-hmm. and I did Spark versus Dragons, and then I went ahead to winners round two. Oh. And when I did the Dallas Fuel uh, drop down, it gave me only mm-hmm. the two lo- losers from above. So I, I thought you thought they could only choose from those two. Choose from those, and then I went down, and and I kind of uh, limited myself already. <laughs> uh, but but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Still gonna get that hundred k, right? For Maybe the because exactly. Maybe because I didn't use my brain as much as I could, right? Potentially, 
uh, it might be even, you know, closer to what happens. <laughs> but I'm with you on your points. Like uh, fusion versus uh, uh, define. I think define could be London um, potentially because they're a little bit more flexible, in my opinion. Fusion, it's just you know, how can you gauge really? Yeah. On DPS, I think fusion has the edge for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And 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 going forward, I think DPS is really where you you gauge um, which team has the edge, unless it's like a huge diff on 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 both like tank and support, and then DPS doesn't matter maybe as much. But seeing as Philly and and Toronto are kind of same ish, I'd give. Maybe fusion the, the edge in there. I, I'm not sure. Who do you guys have winning it? Winning it all. Winning it all. It, oh. How about what should we talk about? What the matchup is, or just who wins? Yeah, yeah. let's maybe maybe we go through the through no, the no, thing. No, no, no. Let's let's because I mean the problem with the structure okay. of this is the moment that we start to deviate, yeah, it's going to sure. be hell for let's, me to try to keep do, track. Let's do you, from round three <laughs> on the winners. Let's let's just like here. Uh, or like, win- let's go. Sorry, let's go to elimination. The losers bracket. No, 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 man. Who do you have in elimination <laughs> round four? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, actually, so I just want a little build up is all. Okay, in a limb round four, three one yeah. shock over dynasty. Oh, I have three. Oh, that's interesting. I have shock falling off earlier. Oh, okay, okay. I have Seoul beating Shanghai three two. Okay. I have. Same as you, Chris, except three, two for shock. Oh. For shock? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and wow. that, I mean, I, I talked about this last night on my episode of uh, One Man Watchpoint. Um, I think I've heard of that show. But uh, for me. <laughs> well, what's their Twitter? <laughs> at Sir Dr. Cham, okay? <laughs> Follow me. Um, for me, the big question mark with Soul is the fact that I haven't seen a lot of them this season. Well, like, I just didn't watch a ton of Apex, so I really, I, I know what I've heard from the shows that I listen to, from what I read and things like that. Profit and Smurf. And just... I, I do, you know, appreciate the impact that uh, Smurf has in particular. Um, I've never been as much of a Profit stand as it seems like everyone is, but that's just because I wasn't around the scene as long as everyone else. But anyways, I gave the edge to Shock over Soul here. What do you guys have for Elim 5? Hold on. Elim 5. Well, you can't talk about Elim 5 without discussing winners, winners round, round four. four. Okay, fine. Winners round four. <laughs> I have I have Dallas beating the Glads uh, three to two. Me too. Oh, me that's too. Exactly, exactly me. Oh, all three Are of us. Me? Are you guys me? <laughs> all three of us. Wow. Okay. So now that we've agreed, Elim 5. So for Glads beat. Okay, go ahead. I was just going to say, so for both Chris and I, it'll be Shock versus Glads then. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have there? I have Glads. 3-2. Ditto. Mm-hmm. Nice. I have Glads beating 3-2, beating the Dynasty. Okay, so we have we have Fuel Glads in our in our grand final. We all do, don't we? Yes. Nice. Okay, here's going to, it's going to get spicy. Mm-hmm. What do you have? The, what do you guys have? So I have it 4-2 Dallas. I have it 4-3 Dallas. I have it four three glass. Oh, Purple haze, baby. Let's go. Doing it again. <laughs> I, I said that last night on while I was recording my episode. I said, uh, am I am I gonna burn blue or am I gonna be lost in the purple haze when I was trying to decide? And <laughs> no, I could go either way. Honestly, this is 
I think this could be a super fun grand finals to watch. Um, yeah. If we get Dallas versus yeah. Vlad's. Holy oh, cow. Oh, oh, I mean, oh. even if we get Dallas versus Shanghai, Dallas versus Seoul, um, I mean, Dallas versus Shock or Glad's versus Shock. Toronto versus Florida. Let's go. Yeah. Rematch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, the cool thing about this, though, is we will get to revisit this in our next episode <laughs> and we'll have gone, we'll have essentially fast forwarded much like we did here through many of the earlier rounds. Um, so we'll have a better indication as to how things are playing out, how Kariko impacts the the meta and, and what have you. So what's not to say that maybe we're completely out to lunch? True. And it is uh, Toronto, uh, Florida in a grand final. Is that actually, I guess one, yeah, I mean, it's possible if one of them, one, one wins through and the other one loser brackets. Okay. Sorry, Adam, we're not picking Toronto. I'd love to. I really would, but perfect mid-team. I don't know if they're the ones that get all the way to the end. It's <sighs> true. It's the truth. There's going to be another shakeup, isn't there? Eh, who knows? <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we're going to take ourselves a short break and uh, then dive into the fray. week that was we already really got into it boston um they won a match that was about the only difference between uh, them and washington and uh, the only difference between florida and toronto is toronto lost a match so there you go uh, as far as the matches of the week um every one of them right i mean yeah i'm sure there's gonna be yeah, some spicy matchups but we're in the Pretty much. We're in the uh, the final days, so each one of them is just as important. And make sure you get those pickums in. There are playoffs pickums. There were no play-ins pickums, but there are playoffs pickums. Choose them all, save them, click some boxes to say you're awesome, and that you've read those links that they want you to read because you always read them and submit. <clears throat> but. Uh, Outside of that, uh, Overwatch 2 uh, has got itself a Halloween event, the uh, Wrath of the Bride, which is a new version of uh, the Halloween event. Uh, have the two of you had a chance to play it yet? No, not really. I haven't seen it. Is it, did you get to play it? Yeah, and it's good. <laughs> is it different? It's different. <laughs> hell yeah because we didn't see anything from it in the trailer. no in the trailer so in one of the communities i'm talking about like why are they rolling back this is gonna be so boring and i'm like no if you watch it there i'm like it does show different perspectives in a few places and i'm like i kind of feel like it i the way i described it is instead of just being outside of the the castle doors i'm like i think that entire outdoor space is playable i was correct wow. the problem is i was also incorrect you essentially use the entire nope. map oh but no no spoilers i i haven't seen no i'm not i'm not i'm not I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's good maybe uh, you guys want to opt playing it uh, yeah maybe yeah maybe, the three of us can maybe. it's it, you play it's it's the entire map it is it is a story like it's you know how like yeah. the the old 
um, yeah, yeah, Halloween yeah. event. It was a story, but like you, you were one place, killed mobs, bosses show up, make sure to get your, you know, emotes in. Sorry. What was that? M- me making my emote. Oh, okay. That's an interesting. I, I just now realize, I just now realize how, how much I've missed having a new Overwatch PVE e? event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we gotten the, you know, they're good despite like having to play them all the time over and over and over and over and over and over again. The ones that had a little bit of a of a story, mm-hmm. they were so nice to to play through the first couple of times. So I'm excited. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I'm I don't think it's any surprise. The boss fights are slightly different. Oh, I so know, you know, know. it's is some some changes um there are some cosmetics that can be had uh, with the uh, challenges that are specific to the event which is pretty mm-hmm. cool and if you want the awesome. real cool uh skins drop your cash because they expensive af hmm. how many like new skins do they have really there uh well they're like the the two like epic skins or whatever are like 20 bucks each epic legendary or legendary i can't remember <laughs> i didn't i didn't take good notes for this section <laughs> so i'll all right let, I let's do know they're gonna cost some serious cash based on the number of tokens I and there's drops say... as well like there's a there's a winston legendary skin that's available for four hours of uh that's the werewolf yes. yeah yeah so yeah, you can it's fine you can earn the winston werewolf skin by watching streamers with drops enabled for four hours yeah um and then the actual new skins I believe I saw the Kuriko Witch, not Witch. Is it called Witch? I can't remember. The Kuriko one, yeah. I think, is $25 or yeah. however many okay, credits 25 bucks. Yeah, it's not cheap. <laughs> I, I think uh, how, how successful the Mercy Witch uh, skin was, they had to do another one. <laughs> so uh, Battle Pass update. Where where are you guys at now? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm at like XP 39, weekend. I believe. Oh, you guys wow. are grinding. Man, it's like you don't have a baby at home. I'm, I'm at... I think 33, 34 as of last night. I'm at 30. Okay. Like almost 30. Well, and, and the funny thing was, um, I was, I was kind of doing some, some, you know, mental math the other day because I was trying to figure out what is the, you know, what's, what's the strategy here? What's the best way to min max this? Um, the double XP weekend made a huge difference. Like, first of all, able to get, you know, insane levels, just playing, you know, a couple hours here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, well, like a weekly achievement on double XP weekend, if you cash that in during that period of time, yeah. um, you were, it was essentially a free level. Yeah. It, it, well, exactly. Right. And, and that was the thing, uh, that I've, that I've kind of settled on is the daily, uh, challenges are fine for whatever, a little extra bonus. But if you chase the weekly ones, you can get like five and a half levels every week if you complete all of them. Um, and so the math works out that that gets you to about level 45 in the overall battle pass, which is only 10 levels shy of the Kuriko, right? Um, or in theory, where the new characters are, I'm going to assume, be placed in the battle pass, which means you're not only going to get the XP for that, right? You're going to also just by nature of playing the game, be getting other ones and earning XP outside of that. So realistically, I think over a nine-week period, 55 levels should be attainable by most people. If you're playing as much as, you know, some of us do, I think 10 levels in a week is pretty realistic. You're going to have to put in probably 
one to two hours almost every night. But, you know, you balance that out a little bit. You do an hour one night, you do two hours a different night, or you do, you know, you don't play one night, you do two or three here. Um, I don't think it's going to be impossible to complete the battle pass. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious because I'm not I super... Really that Genji. <laughs> well, and, and I never play Genji. The skin is absolutely awesome, but I never play Genji. So I'm fine if I miss it. So I'm just kind of approaching this first battle pass as a test to really see... Uh, yeah. you know, how much I get without really grinding, right? So it's my most played than Nova. Oh, is it really? Unfortunately, <laughs> I really like it. I like the skin. Yeah. It's, I don't awesome. know. I'm, I'm hopeful that the, the, you know, the double XP, uh, weekend is yeah. going to push me a little bit closer there. Okay. There's another one this weekend. Yeah. Um, Bastion's back in, and I kid you not, every second match, someone has him. Um, <laughs> and while his alt no longer fires off 400 artillery rounds, I know his primary or secondary, actually, it's not his primary, secondary, his turret mode hasn't changed. It's the same turret mode as we saw out of the beta and out of the gate. Hmm. But he feels outright oppressive. The number of spawn camps I'm encountering where there's a bastion outside just peppering the doorway is nuts. You need a mythic Genji to be on your side. I guess so. Bullets back. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, the number of Genjis on my team who are pissed off that I can't heal them as Anna because they're juking and jiving and going <laughs> and doing stupid things behind cover. Mm-hmm. That seems to have been increased in this patch. Actually, that that kind of reminds me of an experience I had last night where uh, I think it was the first time I've actually encountered the mythic Genji skin. Hmm. And boy, oh boy, did he carry our team. There's uh, probably he, a he reason she, why he has the myth, or they have was, the mythic skin. I was going to say I, that I, was, that was the thing. Like I'm sitting here, I think it was level 32 last night or whatever. And, uh, and yeah, he got play of the game and it wasn't until the play of the game that I was like, Oh crap, he's completed the battle pass. Like this person is hmm. insane. And yeah, they absolutely carried us. We had, or maybe they paid a lot. Yeah. I guess they could have paid their yeah. way, but based on his performance, I assume yeah. that he grinded I, it out. So I had a Genji who got a five K and also, um, was number three for healing all in the same POTG. Uh? <laughs> he, Reflecting he, those heels or something? He, he reflected a heel, reflected oh a God. grav, popped his Q, sliced wow. five of them in the in in the reflected grav. Oh my God. And um healed everyone except me who was dead in spawn. That's, that's mm. nice. With the yellow orb. I, I, I like the skin. I saw like people play it. I haven't encountered it in, in game. There's one thing that I don't like. The voice they just put mm-hmm. in like weird effect over all of his regular lines and it's so loud and so like he sounds like a <laughs> like a paper shredder almost well he kind of is he's an everything shredder. yeah but you don't want him to sound like one i suppose i suppose <laughs> um the other fix is uh you can no longer have ash's t-pose uh emote um <laughs> <laughs> that was in Paraiso, right? In that uh, half pipe thing I saw. Uh, yeah, no more. I mean, the, honest to goodness, the T pose is perfect. It should be in the game, uh, not because there's a bug with the uh, emotes based on skins. Did um, but did you see uh, Stylosa's tweet um, of the the Halloween event sort of welcome screen thing? No. no. So you know how you log into the game and it takes you to the initial menu and it's now yeah. The, outside of Eichenwald kind of thing. Yeah. Um, in the corner by the, the bridge, you can actually see a T-Pose soldier. 
And this, oh, this, really? this is apparently right on the the actual like welcome screen. What? Where? Let me log okay, in. Well, I mean, no, don't, don't log. Wait, we'll, we'll, we'll do it together. We'll do it together. Oh man! No, I want to. I want to. I want to see it in you know, crisp <laughs> real time resolution and sixty fps. Yeah, watch the watch him disconnect from the podcast now and screw up the editing because uh, of this. It's fine. Hey, I mean, <laughs> your wife's apparently downloading the internet for archival purposes right now. For all we know, and your your connection doesn't seem to be handling Maybe. it well. So okay, I'm looking at it right now. Where is he? Bottom right corner near the bridge, apparently. So just above the H uh, on Hall- where it says Halloween Terror, sort of just to the left of where it says ends in 14 days, he's in the shadows. I just dropped the link to the tweet in, in our Discord there. Mm, all right. And like, I don't think it's a, a Photoshop. I think it's 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 the real deal. I don't know. It, oh, it, dude, he is. Static. He is. Yeah. <laughs> So in like in the in the full size resolution, you can sort of see the arm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you look at the closer one; he's totally. Yep. I mean, he's not full T pose, but he's no, getting, he's, he's, he's getting close to it. He's rising. Why up. is he in there, anyways? Yeah, well, that's no. what people are saying: is what what the heck? Like, how did this slip in there? Uh, who knows? Yeah. Anyways, it made it's me kind of creepy. Not gonna lie, <laughs> he's watching. It's going to be on the bottom of the Overwatch 2 iceberg. He's well, got his eye more, Maybe, Maybe it has something to do with the event or the story, because I'm not allowed to tell you. So, don't, don't, don't. <gasps> He's been mummified. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we'll be back again next week with uh, a couple of matches uh, already uh, under the way and a good indication as to who is probably going to be the team to beat. Uh, more Halloween event uh, in play. Halloween itself will have come and gone, but the event itself runs through to the, uh, essentially like the reset after Halloween. But if what we're seeing with the Halloween event is an indication of some of the new stuff we're going to get, I'm kind of looking forward to uh, Winter Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, maybe, okay, in fairness, Winter Wonderland is more like the the snowball fight style. So maybe that won't be as significantly different. But, like, when we start to get into, like, like the anniversary event and uh, Lunar New Year, all that jazz. Yeah. I'm hoping they're going to flash out the the, uh, Winston Yeti thing. But, like, with a story, that can be cool. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, I think, yeah, like the Winston Yeti. But it's the PvP is where we don't get the story. It's the PvE. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, here we are at the end of a show, and as always, it's time for Omni to ruin it with a horrible joke. <laughs> no, I, I actually, re- you know, I realized that that was peak, and I can't, like, get, you know, from there, it's just going to get worse and worse. So I'm changing changing the theme in here. I actually went into Overwatch, and I, and I looked up at all the existing Halloween skins, and I, and I wanted to look at who are the top three coolest Halloween skins, and... Which are the top three creepiest, spookiest Halloween skins? Ooh. So I, uh, I have a top three that I think are coolest. Is is this your Number personal three? ranking? Of course. Oh, okay. I don't care about other <laughs> rankings. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the th- number three is Sim Dragon. It's yeah, really good, definitely. in my opinion. Very, very nice. Agreed. Uh, the second place is because I really enjoy the aesthetics uh, generally. It's the Zarya Totally 80s one. I think it's one of the only cool skins, which a lot of people don't remember, but it is actually a Halloween skill, I, a skin for her, one. even though yeah. it's not. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was uh, the summer event. No, it's actually Halloween. like the the okay. Halloween one for her. And finally, number one, 
I don't think it's a secret. I'm a big Zen fan. It's yeah, a cultist. Cultist. Yeah, yeah. cultist. It's Easy. Best one for sure. I was considering to put him in the spooky one, but looking at him, I wasn't feeling in, at all spooked. <laughs> and unfortunately, looking at all the skins, I wasn't spooked at all. <laughs> so there's no to- top three for spookiest skins, but only a top one. There's a single skin that really shakes the core of my soul, and it's completely horrifying. And that one is the Ragdoll Echo. Oh, yeah. I think that's the only actually uh, scary skin in the game. I, c- I could definitely see that. The button eyes yeah. and, and weird. Uh, that's it. That's I think it's it's uh, that's it for me. For me. I wish I wish I had known that you were going to do this. I would I would have partaked because I'm. Well, you, you could do that next week. The, the event will still be that's, on. That's a good point. Maybe I'll do that. Someone remind me so I don't forget. Um, I, off the top of my head, I was going to say I'm a big fan of the Winston uh, Winston Gargoyle one, which I think uh, yeah. is a Halloween mm-hmm. skin. It might not have been because I know he had the werewolf one as well, uh, which is also cool. But I'm a big fan of the Winston Gargoyle. I also uh, really like the uh, Swamp Thing one for for Doomfist. I think that one's a really, mm. really stylistic, cool nice, one. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all I got this week. So, Well, I actually have a joke because that's how I roll. Um, you know that you know, Junker Queen, leader of Junkertown, um, is what one might define as a, a prolific oh, axe murderer. Um, but prior to all of this, she was a stand-up comedian. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Do you know why? She got axed? Or- <laughs> yeah, she was a total hack. <laughs> I thought Sombra was. Hey! Oh, oh, yeah, I could have gone there, too. I could have. It just did. Sombra and the axe murderer doesn't really sort of... You know, that's tie true, in, that's true. tie in, yeah. No. That's true. But yeah, here we are at the end. Uh, obviously, you can tell us all about how horrible the jokes are, how foul they might be by jumping into <laughs> RSP Discord at discord.io slash ready set or by shooting us a note on Twitter at already set If you want to shoot a note to the one man watch point uh, podcast, they don't have a Twitter account, so you have to complain to at Sir Dr. JM. <laughs> Please do. And while you're complaining, follow me. <laughs> so the best way to, to complain is with yeah, the follow, right? Exactly. It has more effect that way. And give me a five-star review too. Yeah. Five-star review. Get a <laughs> so Twitter many account. Demands, suddenly. <laughs> um, you can find all of our history of uh, episodes at readysetpwn.com. We're obviously in every podcast application out there known to uh, man and woman alike. And uh, as we said, we'll be back again next week. So on behalf of Omni at Omni Strife, Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam, the host of the One Man Watchpoint podcast, the podcast without our Twitter account with all the demands, and myself, Chris at Lightforce, signing off this episode with Catchphrase. Thank you.